So this month has uh, had a lot of arguing and controversy regarding some leaked information on the topic of abortion, and we want to spend some time to talk about all those things and what the Bible has to say about abortion. I'm here with Jeff Hodgson, our senior pastor, and we're going to talk about what's been going on. So there's been some leaked information uh, where the Supreme Court uh, is, is planning to overturn Roe versus Wade, and uh, states are moving to make their own laws and talking about banning abortion. So it's not the point of this video, but I want to talk about the, a quick history of what Roe versus Wade was, and then we're going to have a conversation about, about abortion. So Jane Roe was a pseudonym for a lady named Norma McCorvey. She was 22, unmarried, unemployed, and pregnant for the third time. She wanted to have an abortion, but Henry Wade was his district attorney in Dallas, and he said, and he uh, enforces this law where unless it was to save a mother's life, they weren't allowed to have an abortion. So, so McCorvey sued Wade because she wanted to have the abortion. So the question was, does the Constitution recognize a woman's rights to terminate her pregnancy by abortion? Uh, so Roe v. Wade was the famous lawsuit uh, that was named back then in 1973, almost 50 years ago. And the decision was that it was constitutional, a constitutional right to have abortion and abortion in the United States. And most people, majority opinion was that it was before the first trimester. So that was what Roe versus Wade was. And there was leaked information to overturn it, which has caused a lot of controversy and arguments about about uh, abortion and laws and rights. And it just a lot has been going on. So, Jeff, uh, we're talk about abortion. And these things kind of intersect. I mean, uh, the, the life of the, the mother and her welfare and the life of the child and abortion is the point where, where they intersect. And when we say the word abortion, we mean to, to voluntarily uh, uh, end the pregnancy uh, pretty much of your own volition. I mean, it's, sometimes people will argue, well, do you mean for the right of, for the life of the mother or do you mean in cases of rape or incest? But, but really, Alvaro v. Wade gives you the right to do it for any reason. You don't mm -hmm. really have to have a reason that the mother's rights are absolute. And, and uh, I want to say uh, part of the reason why this is such a controversy right now and part of the reason why it's such a, an intense uh, moment, really, in our country is because uh, this debate has raged ever since 1973. And there's really not another type of case really that compares to it. There, uh, I know a lot of Christians were nervous about the gay marriage uh, legislation when that went in uh, through the Supreme Court just a few years ago, but you don't see a, a whole industry devoted to repealing it. You don't see, uh, you just don't see the same thing. It hasn't worked the same way. This abortion and the debate about abortion and about a mother's right to voluntarily end her pregnancy has been such a fight, and I never thought I'd see a repeal of it in my lifetime. I, I never thought that I would live long enough. I thought it had become pretty much uh, solid. And even though I think it, it, it should be looked at again, I never thought it would happen. And I think some of the people on the other side of the political issue felt that very strongly, and they're stunned now that it's even being looked into. And so we want to talk about that. Now, we do have a, a couple of disclaimers uh, mm -hmm. before we get into this. Uh, we recognize, uh, Gabe and I do, the inherent um, silliness of two men pretending to be experts on this issue that involves unborn children and, uh, right. and and women and women's rights. We recognize that ahead of time, and we don't pretend to speak for women. We barely pretend to speak for the men. <laughs> but but I will say, uh, too, that we think the Bible speaks to that. Yeah. We think the Bible has some words to say, and we'd like to explain that best we can. We know 
that many mothers, many ladies who are considering an abortion, um, they're confused or hurting. Maybe they're pressured to have this abortion. They go through trauma. There's a lot going on in their lives before, during, and after this whole process, the process of abortion. We think that we, we need to talk about it as a church. We can't just be bystanders. We can't just expect uh, ladies to have to not have abortions and then us have no way to help. We have a few verses, a few passages that we wanted to share in, in Jeremiah. Uh, God is talking to him and he talks about how he has a plan for him, how he how he loves him, how before he was in his mother's womb, he he knew him. He had a plan for him. And although God was talking to Jeremiah back then, we do believe that God had the same intention for us, that he loves us the same, that he has a plan for us, that before we were in our mother's womb, that he knew us. And he had a plan for us. And, and, and because of that, because of, of the love that God has for us, we believe as followers of Jesus that, that all life is precious, that whether you're in the womb or outside of the womb, that, that God loves us the same. And because of that, we, we do believe that we shouldn't, um, we should pursue a different way, I guess, than, than abortion if, if a mom is unable to to have the child. I think that's exactly right. And the Jeremiah passage you're mentioning there, there was a call on his life even before he was born. David talks about the same kind of thing in Psalm 139. He says, you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He says, uh, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before even one of them came to be. I, David believed, and I think Jeremiah believed, that God had a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Mm. Uh, your, your mother or your father may not have planned for you to be here, but God did, and, and that there's something precious about that. Uh, there's something powerful about it. The, the Bible teaches something really early in Genesis 2, and you'll see a, a lot of chapter 1 towards the end, but verse 27 in particular, that you were made in the image of God, that God intended for you to be his representatives in this world. And, um, and that's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's powerful. And we run into people who might be a different race than us or might be a lot poorer than us or a lot less educated than us or, or a lot less whatever than us. And sometimes we can be dismissive of that, but God never is. And he's not dismissive of you when you don't rank up 100% with the people beside you. Each person is precious. God has a plan for their lives. There's, there's, a, there's a plan laid out ahead of them uh, that, that he, he had before time began. And as Christians, we believe that. Now, now again, that still intersects uh, with a mother's right to, or any person's right to control their own body. And I, I think there's verses that talk about our responsibility to people yeah. who are in bad situations. We, again, we know that it's the opinion of two men here, um, but this was a heavy conversation. We're exploring what the Bible says. Um, but I do want to add that we, we have another episode coming where we will have an expert here with us where we'll talk more about the, the things women go through, uh, talking about unplanned pregnancies and how we're supposed to help. And that's a very important thing because we are called to help. In Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 2, it says that we're called to bear each other's burdens. So whatever is burdening us, whatever is hurting us, we are supposed to do it together. The Bible says, in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Christ expects us to be the church to step up and help those in need. And so, so we can't just be pro-birth. That's always the accusation right. tossed at us as Christians. Is that that the church is just pro-birth. We just want ladies to have babies and, and not help any, any way else. And that can't be it. 
there's no way that as a church we should just say no abortions you have to have the baby and then offer no support if a lady already was considering abortion because she felt unprepared alone she didn't know what she was doing and we're saying what doesn't matter have a baby anyways what what type of life are we setting them up for right instead what we're called to do is to say hey yes we want you to have this baby but we'll help you we'll be there for you we'll encourage you we'll give you resources We'll, we'll 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 not just that i mean there's so much that we can do as a church for them that we're not not all of us are doing or not all of us are considering again we're just saying have the baby it, it, it's murder if you don't and we don't do anything so else let's make it practical what's right. some things that you can do as a christian if you want to make a difference in this issue certainly pray and even if you're not really what you would call a, a praying person push yourself here just a little bit mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be some deep eloquent king james prayer just ask god to move in the lives of the people who are considering abortion and in the legislators minds who have to make decisions about this that affect all our lives also uh, pray for and be willing to give to and help out those people who are on the front lines of this issue. People mm-hmm. who work like at, at Hope Resource Center here in town or, or people who are foster parents or, or, or doing what they can to help the, the people who are uh, going through it and respond kindly. I, I really do think uh, over the next little bit you're going to see the church picked out and Christians picked out, especially right. the ones who are pretty strong on this issue. And, and, and uh, don't be don't respond in kind. If if people take hard shots, I, I sometimes uh, politicians are fond of saying that the weight of history is on our side, and I I really do think the weight of history is on our side. There's only seven nations in the world that allow abortion as freely as we do: China, Vietnam, North Korea, the Netherlands, Canada, and Singapore. I mean, most of the world is much more conservative on this issue than we as Americans are. God is speaking to people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's going to turn around. So just respond kindly, keep praying, and be willing to give. Right. And uh, the conversation's not over. While we are ending this video, we do want to keep talking about this again with some people that have more experience and a lot of cool things to say, great ways for us to get involved. So the next, next time we make a video, we're going to talk about, again, the topic of abortion, unplanned or unwanted pregnancies, and how we are called to help practical ways, going deeper, practical ways to help um these these families uh these ladies that are, are considering abortion so what can we do so again the point of this video was just a little bit of information and hopefully some encouragement to step up to pray and to to be involved in the process to help the the lives the precious lives of these babies and and a good uh, life for the families we hope this video helps if you have any questions leave comments below messages privately we'd love to talk with you about it and uh, until then we'll we'll see you in the next video Thank you.